Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's Insight Assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. All right, everybody, we are live once again. UFC Vegas 47 has come to an end, and we're here to discuss the first February event of 2022 for the Ultimate Fighting Championship with all of you. Welcome to the UFC Vegas 47 live post-fight show here on the MMA Fighting YouTube channel. I am Mike Keck. We've got the whole crew here. We got AK Lee with the people's eyebrow. We got Jose Youngs with the headphones on. AK, we will begin with you, my man. We just saw oh. Sean Strickland uh-huh. defeat Jack Hermanson in the main event. I scored it 50 to 45. Two of the judges scored it 49-46 for Strickland. And one judge decided, you know what? I'm going to get all sorts of crazy and scored 48-47 for Jack Hermanson, which is just going to go down as one of the egregious scorecards of the year. But be that as it may, AK, your thoughts on the fight, Strickland's performance. Is this a fight that we're going to be thinking, you know what? Let's let's shoot Strickland up the ranks a little bit. Let's Let's have him jump the line and get closer to a title shot. I think a lot of people were looking at this as a one-fight card for the most part. Uh, there might have been one or two other fights that people were interested in, but generally it was like, oh, this is a good fight between two top 10 guys. It's the right test for Sean Strickland next. Uh, Hermanson is a veteran who's fought a lot of good guys. So, I mean, the match making a lot of sense. And I think as we talked about it um, going to the show, we're like, you know, people should at least check out the main event. It's uh, we thought, I think there was we thought there's a chance it could turn out like this, but I don't know if we knew it would be such a kind of listless um monotonous performance which is not to say a bad performance by sean strickland he won i think he won pretty comfortably again that uh, that scorecard for hermanson is not great uh, so something needs to be done about that but but yeah he won I, I would give him four out of the five rounds um so uh, it's it's unfortunate that it, it it just it kind of sent the night out on a down note um because i do think that he should you know that, that whoever I'm trying to think, will he get like, you know, the loser of the Cannoneer uh, Brunson fight, something like that? It would make sense. But again, I don't know how the UFC feels about that performance. So I, I think he will move up slightly. I do think he still gets a big fight. He, not all his fights are like this. I, I know he's not like a one-hitter quitter, but usually there's a little more volume. I think he was very respectful of Jack Hermanson, as he should be. Jack Hermanson's a great fighter, and he did what he needs to do to get the win. It wasn't super exciting, but uh, it was the winning strategy tonight. So you can't criticize that too much. Yeah, Jose, I mean, what did you think of Strickland's performance? So oftentimes you hear fighters get on the mic, they do the post-fight interviews, and we know fighters are very self-critical. They are their own worst critics, and I feel like Strickland, in a way, just based on how he fights and how Eric Nixick talks about him, I feel like he meant everything that he said, that this wasn't a th- of just being so self-critical. This is him just kind of being hard on himself. He, he thought he was going to perform better. He won. I thought the fight was not really all that close, this is a Strickland win, but for a guy that is calling for title fights, I, I, I don't think this is the performance he was looking for. Do you agree with that? 
Yeah, it's definitely not the performance that will, most importantly, get uh, the champion or Dana White's attention. But you never know with the UFC because we all th- kind of said the same thing when Marvin Vittori beat Kevin Holland. We're like, well, you know, that wasn't really the most – like he won. It wasn't that exciting. And then the next thing you know, they need a middleway contender, and Marvin Vittori was there. Sean Strickland seems like the type of guy that is pretty much always ready and always down to fight whoever – uh, so more importantly than anything else, he stays in the win column and, you know, didn't take any amount of damage whatsoever against Jack Hermanson. So comes out healthy, is on a winning streak. I think that slots him in for any, like, if any of these upcoming middleweights aren't ready or get hurt or what, so on and so forth, he can slot right in there. He's in Vegas. If they have a big Vegas card that they need filled, he's right there to fill that too. So I don't think it's going to toss him into the title title, can, title shot right away. But uh, outside the loser of, uh, Cannoneer Brunson because obviously if Brunson wins uh, I don't know if he's going to fight Israel Adesanya next I mean he should but as he might just not want a third straight rematch uh, so I don't know Darren Till is still out there uh, Paulo Costa is still out there Marv Vittori is still out there because the Marv Vittori Sean Strickland fight is get like the buildup for that is just gonna. I'm not gonna understand a word either one of those two individuals would even say. Uh, and then the fight <laughs> is just gonna be two guys with a crazy gas tank just punching for 25 minutes. So I'm all in on that fight. Uh, doing your jobs for you for on to the next one. Shout out to that podcast. But yeah, um, not the not the fight and the victory he needs to throw him in title fight right away. But you never know. The UFC does strange things. Listen, and Hermanson is. Hermanson's a tough dude. He's a tricky fighter. You don't want to make any mistakes with a guy like that because if he landed one of those takedowns or he caught you sleeping at all, he he could put you out. Ask Calvin Gaslam. Ask other opponents that he has faced. You can't make a mistake. You got to fight near perfect to beat Jack Hermanson. And I'm not I'm not trying to get down on Strickland's performance, but you got on the mic. You called for a title shot. Kind of not the performance that you're looking for, but still. Middleweight's fun, AK, is it not? I mean, Jose just ran off a bunch of names. Strickland versus Paulo Costa, the build to that would be super fun. Strickland versus Vittori, the build to that would be super fun. Andre Muniz, you could go back to the Luke Rockhold thing. There's there's lots of options for him. Middleweight's kind of fun right now. There's there's some there's some stories going on. The two big fights coming up next week. Middleweight's pretty interesting now. It's been a little more interesting now than it was maybe a year or two ago. Yeah, no, it's it's enjoyable. I, I mean, look, um, Israel Adesanya, they were talking today about him uh, lapping, starting to sort of lap the, you know, the division because obviously he's fighting Whitaker again. But that's that's a special case. That's not because he's run out of challengers. I mean, yes, he already rematched Vittori as well. Uh, but but it's it, again, it's it's more just a matter of timing. It's, it's a fight that probably could have happened before. Uh, so that, that has to be resolved, I think, before Adesanya moves on. But when he does... Like you said, there are there are fresh names. Um, again, uh, hopefully, again, if Cannonier, I don't say hopefully, but if Cannonier beats Brunson, there you go. There's a fresh fight for uh, Adesanya. Otherwise, uh, you get another rematch. So I know how it looks, but yeah, look, you said Strickland, Muniz. Uh, th- th- there's guys coming up. Uh, was today's card necessarily the the best? Um, the best showing for uh, all the middleweights? I don't know. I mean, Chidi and Jaquani, super exciting. Nick Maximov, work in progress. Uh, and then, of course, we have the card uh, The card coming out, like we said, with, with the uh, higher-ranked uh, middleweights to fight. So I do agree. I think the division is in, a, is in a healthy state. I don't know if I'd go as far as to say exciting, but it's healthy. It's healthy. He has uh, – Israel Adesanya has people to fight. He has up-and-coming names. There's no reason for him to, to you know, maybe make, take another shot at 205. Um, though who knows what happens with the Prohoshka to share a fight. Maybe he takes another stab at it. But um, as it is, yeah, it's a, it's a good place for him to be. Um, again, this, this, uh, just excitement-wise, this main event maybe might not have looked great for the division and might not have done a lot for either uh, Strickland or Hermanson. All right, I, I had to find it. It is, it is officially up on the website. Uh, the scorecard. For this main event, mm. Sal Diamato was the one yep. who scored oh, it, 48-47. Uh, he gave rounds one, three, and five to Jack Hermanson and two and four to Sean Strickland. Uh, Derek That's... Cleary gave Strickland every round but round three, which isn't bad because I thought the third round was probably the closest round of the fight. Mm-hmm. And mm. Juna Chiro Camillo uh, gave Hermanson one. And Strickland's two, three, four, and five. Yeah. So there you go. There's your scorecards. Sal Diamato ruined it for everybody. I gave Hermanson the first round, and then I had Strickland just okay. wiping the floor with him. There we go. Two, three, four. Well, that, well, 
Well, Diamato didn't have the worst scorecard. I know we're probably going to go down the card, but the thirty twenty seven Doug Crosby uh, for uh, Nick, Nick Max for uh, Maximov was uh, was not great. Was not great. That was probably the worst card of the night. Yes, <laughs> I'm not surprised by that card at all. But we'll we'll get to that in a minute. Jose Jack Hermanson. This is a guy who his goal for 2022 was to fight for the belt. I got to get that title shot. You got to think, and, and anything can happen in MMA, and you say it best. Things aren't official until both fighters get into the cage and all that stuff. But you got to feel like the road to a title shot for Jack Hermanson is a very long one now, is it not? Yeah, I would say it's definitely the longest it's been uh, since like his job, since like I would say like before his Jacare fight, because after that it just felt like it was inevitable that he would get a tail shot. But like I said in the preview show and on Between the Links, like he gets to these the end that like the, that finish line. He's right there and he just can't get past it. Like he did against Cannoneer or he did against uh Sean Strickland or all these other fighters that he just can't get he or or Martin Vittoria. Like these are the these are guys that are fighting for ti- like fighting for titles and stuff like that and he just can't get past it. Um but it's 2022, and Glover share and Charles Oliver are UFC champions. So, who are we to say his his road to the to the title fight is long and arduous? Because that didn't seem to stop those guys. And uh, Charles Oliver looks like a world beater, and Glover is, you know, has to fight Yuri Prohaska. So, God bless him. But uh, 2021 seems like the theme of that year was uh, fighting through hardships to reach their end goal. So. I'm sure Jack Hermanson is going to stick right around in the top seven and middleweight. Not just probably a few years away from a title fight if he keeps winning. Hey, it's definitely long and arduous, but it was long and arduous for those other gentlemen that you mentioned as well. And they got there and they won the pony and and here we are. So let's play the game since uh, they have not been released yet as we're, we're live here. AK, bonuses. What's your bonus prediction for this card? This seems pretty easy, right? Uh, if, the, if we're only going to performance bonuses, it should be Shavkat and Chidi and Jukawani. They have enough. Mm-hmm. If they decide, I mean, the fight of the night would be Erosa and Peterson, and they should do a fight of the night for that and give all you know $100,000 to Erosa because Peterson missed weight so badly. So I'd feel really bad if Erosa got screwed out of a bonus there. But they it, but there were enough finishes that they could go for performance. But I'm, I'm having faith they'll go Shavkat, they'll go Chidi and Jukawani. And they'll go a hundred thousand dollars for Erosa for for the fight of the night. Pretty, I think that makes sense. You agree, Jose? Yeah, it's like it's a no brainer. Erosa Peterson had the announcer saying like, "Oh, put this right up there with Giga Chikadze and uh, Calvin Cater." So uh, Julian Erosa should get that hundred k, and then the other two that AK said are just obvious no brainers. Also, like when you say like the middleweight, like was it a big standout for middleweight division? Cheating Andrew Kawani looks great and. Nick Maximoff uh, is a work in progress. Chidi Enjikwani is a veteran of Nick Maximoff is very young in the game. Like there's, I think it was still, I thought I said it was silly that that fight was the co-main event to begin with. Like I still very much consider Nick Maximoff a prospect and Chidi Enjikwani should have been in the UFC or fighting like top 25 guys. Shouldn't have had to go through the contender series. Mm-hmm. That's poor, poor Mark Andre Barriot having to welcome Chidi Enjikwani to the UFC. Yeah, that was wild. Nick Maximoff, to remind everybody, he's he's 24. Like, he's yeah. just getting started. He's 2-0 yeah. in the UFC and just beat Puna Soriano in his second UFC fight. That's pretty impressive. That's a guy that you could work on. You saw, if you watch his first UFC fight compared to the second UFC fight, his striking got a lot better just, just in that yeah. small window of time. Uh, but crazy fight. We'll We'll find out what the bonuses are for a second. But AK... What did you think of uh, the co-main event? And it's, as we talked about on the, the pre-fight Q&A, it's officially a co-main event because if they show the walkouts, that's they show the walkouts on a fight night, it's a co-main event. They showed both walkouts on ESPN Plus here in the United States. So that means it's a co-main event. They treated it oh. with, as such. They gave it the co-main event treatment. So what did you think of Maximoff's performance? Did the judges get it right? Or did uh, was there a little bit of a hose job for Mr. Soriano here? Just for the record, the co-main event designation just means essentially nothing in the situation. But yes, I mean it was technically the co-main event. It's fine. I can't I can't dispute it. It's just, but it's just meaningless. Um, no, they got walkouts aired. A lot of people got walkouts aired. A lot of people got walkouts aired on, on this show. 
Well, I feel no, sorry for I you guys. Up, up in Canada, we got some sweet, sweet walkouts. It's highlight right now. We got, we got. I don't think we got all of them. <laughs> yeah. We got battle. Oh, we got battle and gore. You guys got battle and gore. We got battle and gore. Yeah, yeah, we got battle. That's what I'm saying. So that, that doesn't. But we didn't get. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't get Shafkat. I don't know. We did get Shafkat. Did, did you? I, I might have missed it, but that's disappointing. Just Shafkat, though. We didn't get Harris. We got Shafkat. I don't think they played Sam Alvey, right? Because I would have done my usual I hate Hey Soul Sister tweet, or unless I just blocked it out. <laughs> anyway, we didn't. Uh, no, yeah, no, look, I, like we said, I, I can poo poo over it being called a co main event all I want. It's not Nick Maximo's fault, and it's not uh, Punisariano's fault that uh, that they're, they were put in that position and, and expected to, I don't know, again, be a co-main event quality fight yeah, and it was it was a competitive you know scrap it was a little bit difficult to score because there was so much grappling with uh from the maximo side with little uh damage and soriano's bursts of damage were few and far between so um it wasn't the most fun fight to watch i'm sure it was not a fun fight to judge i know i'm crapping on doug crosby who probably could have done a much better job but in general Again, scoring a fight like that is just like, how do you decide? Because Nick Maximov did almost no damage throughout the fight, and Suriano did a little bit of damage. So, you know, if we did more draws, maybe it'd be that way. But then Maximov controlled so much of the action. I think if you're just watching, you're kind of like, well, he, you know, he dictated where it went. He might not have hurt him. It's, it's, it's a very difficult fight to score. If you're going strictly on damage, Suriano did more. But I mean, man, how can you spend that much time on your back doing nothing? And, and, and win a fight so i don't know i don't blame i don't blame uh, uh the i don't think it's a robbery at all i think maximo maximo won the fight i think that's fine so yeah good for him stayed undefeated like you said young guy 24 years old can only improve but i hope they take him along slow i hope they don't kind of like try and get push the push him just so much because he's a diaz guy he's undefeated he has a great skill he is a good wrestler like he has a a, a maybe close to a plus level skill but he's got to round out his game a lot before we move it up this uh, 185 pound division. But yeah, there's there's no reason they should rush him. I, I can see him getting more wins this year and and not facing a top 20 guy until like until 2023. Jose. I mean, he won. It's the most important thing. Most important thing. And uh, anytime the UFC can show one of the Diaz brothers on screen, they're gonna do it relentlessly, and that's pretty much what they did. Uh, I. I know some people. I saw some people on my Twitter saying that like, oh, the only reason Nick Maximoff is in the UFC is because he has the 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 Diaz rub. Like when I, I believe he made his debut when who was it when Nick fought right? Was that yeah, card? It was on? Yeah, it was yeah, on that card. He fought, so. he fought uh, Cody Brundage. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then one of his one of their other teammates is on the undercard, which if you want to tell me he didn't belong in the UFC, then I would probably be like, yeah, probably. Uh, but I don't think they were saying that he's not good enough, just that he's super young. Maybe he maybe he should have gotten a handful more victories before signing to UFC. But the dude be Puna Soriano. Puna Soriano, what, a year ago, people were saying is was going to be one of the future contenders of the division, kind of one of the, the bright prospects at 185 pounds. So not the most exciting, but he won. He clearly has the right team behind him. So I don't know. I don't know who he should fight next. Someone outside the top fifty, maybe. We'll see. I mean, Puna Puna's a good win, man. That's a really good win. Yeah, and that wrestling good. pressure is gonna be tough for a lot of guys at 180. Maybe like pounds. maybe someone like uh Alessio DeCirico. You know. Someone sure. that yeah. has a decent he has a good highlight reel. Like he, he they can show him knocking out uh what's his uh what's crap what's his name um buckley Joaquin buckley walking buckley yeah and then or you know he has a good he, and it's a it's a very winnable fight for maximoff so but that's if they don't want to blitz him up the blitz him up the division we're still waiting on the bonuses but uh an interesting interesting little note sean strickland uh was just on the post fight show on espn plus and said that Tonight was the last fight on his contract. Oh, so that we have free agents on Sean Strickland going down. We'll get a new deal. Dude, they'll work sure it out. They'll probably get a new deal today. They'll probably resign him today. And, and by the way, we had a pre uh, a pre fight question that was like, you know, oh, is the UFC gonna, if he has an impressive performance and like he does a you know main event on ESPN next time again, are they going to kind of like are they going to be wary of his you know his outspoken personality? And like the video package was all about like I'm a villain, like I'm the bad guy, and I say this stuff, and I'm like I don't think ESPN or UFC are are too concerned about his uh, his quote unquote bad guy persona. So yeah, as long as he reigns it in. Uh, and again, hopefully, again, like I said, someone gets him, like talks to him about some of his slightly more aberrant comments. 
I don't think ESPN's too worried. Again, just you know, he he can headline uh, uh, fight nights as much as they as much as they want him to. Yeah, I mean, just think about his post fight interview tonight after the after the fight. He was critical yeah. of his performance, and then like the best thing he said that that stood out was like the last things that he said. He said, uh, "Thank the fans. Without them, they they basically signed oh, his paycheck." Exactly. With, without you guys, yep. I would probably be a piece of shit somewhere. Now I'm a piece <laughs> of shit with money. Let's go. Right. I mean, that's funny. That, that's, that's what the UFC wants to hear. That, that's what the UFC wants to hear, right? As long as they hear it, they're like, okay, good. Yeah, that's, that's you know, be grateful to us. Be grateful to the fans. Just don't say anything else. Go to the back. That's it, right? Yes. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Uh, rest of the main card, I mean, we got to talk about Shafkat Rachmanov, AK, because I think you needed mm. to see, I think people needed to see a little bit more. I, I was sold on him already. Mm. Some people just need to see one more, and they thought Carlson Harris was the right opponent to to see if we could get him over that hump. You're a believer, AK, 100%. You are oh, yeah. on the wow. Shopcott train, no doubt about it. I mean, I was telling people not to overlook Carlson Harris, but also only to make it the point that, like, man, if he beats Carlson Harris, that's legit. This is not this is not a pylon they lined up for him just to go. He can go 3-0 and in the UFC. This is a legitimate competition. A guy who himself was coming off two finishes and looking to go 3-0 and in the UFC. So either way, I feel like the UFC uh, would have been happy with whoever won. Uh, but, I mean, Shopcott... He just he just blew him out of the water. What a spectacular finish! It was a beautifully timed spin kick. It was like it, it was like a, almost like a counter. Like it was it was while Harris was lunging in, just caught him perfectly, uh, and then and then it led to a finish. That's three finishes against really good competition for this guy, undefeated from uh, from Kazakhstan. Uh, he looks great. Uh, he is currently leading our poll. I do a poll, guys. Who was the star of USC Vegas forty seven? I put Strickland, Rachmanov, Arosa, and and Chikawani. Rachmanov way ahead, forty eight percent of the vote. So. He's uh, he made an impression tonight. Absolutely, Jose. I, I, with, with a guy like Shavkat, let's put him like let, let's have a comparison between I don't know a top thirty guy and Hamzat Shamayev. Where, where where in between those two guys where, would you put him after that performance? Because there's always the argument you don't want to rush him too fast. But then there's certain prospects you see like a Shamaya. If you're like, let's just throw him in with a top five guy. Let's throw him right in there for a title fight because we feel like he's ready. How far do you think the UFC could put? Like, could the UFC throw him a top ten guy right now without any issue? Maybe top 15. I'd be really interested in seeing him fight. He hasn't really broken a sweat inside there. Like the problem with Shafkrat is he beat Cowboy Oliver in his what? That was that his debut? Or it was either his first fight or his second his fight debut. in the UFC. So he yeah, so he got a big name right out of the gate, which Hamzat Shamayev did not do. Hamzat Shamayev got on everyone's radar because he fought like twice in the span of 10 days and then beat Gerald Mirshar and then he took a long break and then beat the leech. Does anyone that Hamzat Shamayev beat a bigger name than Cowboy Oliveira? in the eyes of the fans in terms of like name recognize right re- name recognition. I don't know. Like of those, of all the names that the U in the UFC that uh, Shav Shavkat and Hamzat Shamayev have fought combined. I think Cowboy Oliveira is the best name talent wise and the most recognizable. So if we're going to give him the Hamzat Shamayev treatment, so be it. I don't like, if we're going to throw him in the top 15, the problem is I don't think anyone in the top 15 is going to want to fight him because he doesn't have that aura like Hamzat. Uh, I would like to see him fight someone maybe outside the top 25 that is still re- like in that name recognition, like uh, like a Jake Matthews or Nico Price or Michelle Pereira or uh, uh, Zaleski, like one of those guys where fans clearly know who they are. They're not top 15 fighters, but they are still supremely talented. And at one point, we're probably top 15 fighters and always put on a high high level fight and a win over them is would be again a bigger win than anyone that Hamza has fought next. So I like to see him fight someone in that in one of those names that I threw out there. But the dude's a monster. Uh, wish he knew a little bit more English so he could speak uh, like Hamza does. But 
in terms of his fighting ability, he is he's going to be a problem for a long time. Yeah, I was missing uh, our boy Syat doing the translation yeah. because whoever <laughs> was in there doing it, that was that was very awkward. AK, I know we'll think about it a little bit more, but mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like maybe an Alex Morono type would be a yep. good opponent next for for Shavkat Rachmanov. Yeah, I like that. I saw, I believe someone said in his scrum, he called out uh, Demolador, Michelle Pajeda. Uh, yeah, that'd so be, that'd be, yeah, that'd be interesting. I don't hate it. I, I, and ranking, like I would put them around a similar spot in my own rankings for sure. Uh, the other option is a, is a Court McGee. I know Court McGee has a lot more UFC experience, but that is kind of how they treat fun, Court right? though. Court, Court is kind of like a, they do kind of use him as like a litmus test. He's on his, he's on his own win streak, uh, which is nice for Court McGee for once. So uh, maybe they wanted to be a little more favorable and not put him in front of the Shavkat train. But again, like I said, that's how they've used him in the past. So th- there's a ton of options for Shavkat. I think going top 15 uh, might be a little bit, a little bit too early. And again, there's just names there who don't, I, I mean, they're just not going to want to fight him. They're, they're going to angle for other fights with guys higher than them. So uh, if you're Shavkat and you want to fight as soon as possible, you take a McGee, you take a Murano, you take a, uh, Michelle Pajada would be great, but I also think Pajada will probably um, hunt for a bigger name. How about the winner of Matt Brown and Brian Barbarana? Hmm. I'd love to fight Matt Brown. Um, I, that'd be a Maybe fun, if fun. Matt Brown wins. I don't, know. I don't think Brian, Brian Barbarian. But yeah, like coming off a win, you know, they're both recognizable names. They're both always in exciting fights. I think Brian mm-hmm. Barbarian's ground game is a little underrated. Uh, he has he's like real slick up there in the MMA lab. So just a guy that it can is durable that can at least test, you know. Which that just sounds like Cowboy Oliveira. So it's like, what am I even talking about? <laughs> Tim Means would be a fun would be a fun one yep. too. Yeah, someone like that's not going to challenge for a title anytime soon, but is super durable and exciting and a big. Yeah, and you, and, and like you test when, these guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, like when Duho Choi Casey, comes. Do we have out. a? Every now and then you need one of those fights. Casey, do we have any kind of like news brief sound bites anywhere? Because oh, we got oh, bonuses. Wait, 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 wait. Do I have one? We got bonuses. Uh, Maybe like the uh, the the weigh-ins recap music. <laughs> We're running you want like a, you want like a news of the world the thing. No, that was more of that was. I'm sorry. No, that was more of Darude Sandstorm. I apologize. I I was sorry. I meant I meant that sounds like a telegram is coming in. Nineteen. Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. That's what we want. No, that's what we want. We want the telegram. We want the facts coming in. Let me go grab the piece of paper. Yeah, sweet. Hot. Might have something. Hold on. Hey, have you ever used a fax machine? A long time ago, uh, mm. and I, gosh, not in years. <laughs> I would hope not in years. <laughs> oh, I, hey, look, sometimes paperwork needs to be done. Or maybe we get some drum roll or something. All right, Great. performance of the night: Chidi and Jokowani mm-hmm. and Shafkat Rachmanov. Now the big question is: What is the UFC going to do with the fight of the night? They did the right thing. Breaking news. The winner of the fight of the night, Julian Juicy J. Arosa, gets both bonuses, $100,000 on top of the win bonus, the show money, and the the penalty money he received from Stephen Ocho Peterson for missing weight. What a night for Julian Arosa. Congratulations, Juicy J. The Juicy J story continues on. And continues to be one of the more undervalued and underrated stories in all of MMA. So, good job, UFC. You got this one right. I feel a little bad for Steven Peterson. People, hey, and listen, listen. People who know me know I, I have no sympathy for people who miss weight. I, I am no, I am no E. Casey Lydon. Okay, I. Uh, if someone misses weight, <laughs> I find it quite infuriating. I, I, I mean, extreme weight cutting is obviously stupid. But it is – look, if one, if one guy has to do it, both guys have to do it. So it, it sucks that he missed weight by three pounds. And I get it. He gets penalized at 30%. But think about this. He's going home now. 30% of one check. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to look back. I don't know how reliable this is. His last – the last reported payout. OK. So this was – because this was in – he fought in uh, Arizona. And apparently the payouts, I believe they were released. Yeah. So and Peterson, he missed weight there too. And he missed weight there too. So Steven Peterson made – 23,000 to show and lost 20% of that, lost 9,000. So this, so let's say he made 30,000 this time. So, so he lost like $10,000. 
um, and missed out on a hundred thousand, oh, fifty thousand dollars of bonus. So, I, I, look, he made his own bed. And he should sleep in it. I get it. I get it. But just when you think how vicious that fight was and how entertaining it was, and it just guys, these guys need to be paid more. It's, they need to be paid more. It's messed up. It's disappointing because Steve Peter Steve Ocho Peterson kept talking about how he got his weight issues down mm. and he was like looking forward like I'm pretty sure he Instagrammed or tweeted like looking forward to an easy cuts 145 oh. and he missed by more than the last time he missed. And then like and he, then I he said he in like 147, 148 in Arizona and then he came 149 in Vegas so bad Obviously, a super supremely exciting guy. I don't think he's ever going to be top fifteen, but just off the top of my head, like he had that spinning something KO win in Mexico, and then beating mm-hmm. Chase Super, and then one of the better fights you'll see uh, on a on a fight night. So exciting fighter, exciting finisher, killer be killed type of guy. But probably, and he's not that big, so he can't. So I don't. I don't think yeah. he'd be that. Yeah. Like I don't think he'd be like. It's, he'll, oh, go to one fifty five. Be more durable. Like no. It's, he's so small for 155 <laughs> it's messed up because they were saying on the broadcast one of them was uh, i think it was bisping or oh i mean felder that was saying they spoke to peterson and he said man uh, you know uh, i don't know what went wrong with the weight cut obviously i feel bad about it and that uh maybe it's time for me to to get some help with you know i can't do this on my own maybe go to the pi he's almost 30 fights into his pro career he's been fighting for uh, 11 years i think like and this isn't just him. This is the whole business. But I'm just using him as an example. How crazy is that a guy can have almost 30 pro fights and been fighting for 11 years and only now, only now is like, oh, man, you know, maybe I need help figuring out this weight cut thing. You know, and I, I get it. It's, it's worked up. It's mostly worked out for him up until this point. But that's crazy. Like, that's where MMA is compared to other pro sports. You know what I mean? It's like it, 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 that, 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 that kind of conversation can be had with someone who's been around for so long. So whatever happens, again, I, I think at the very least he did save himself. Uh, from being released i think i, I know he, he won't get the fight of the night money but it, you know at least he did win the fight of the night the ufc will remember that the matchmakers will remember that he will get another chance to compete because if he hadn't if he had just lost in a stinker or gotten finished really quickly that probably would have been it for steven peterson so at 100%. the very least he saved, at the very least he saved his job and has a chance to go 15 minutes with another featherweight killer next time and get even more uh punch to the face even more so uh yeah, yeah good way to go spend money Save your money on tattoos and get a nutritionist instead because you spent a lot of money on some pretty outrageous tattoos that aren't even that well done, Steve Peterson. I apologize, but if you like them, that's all that matters. That's what I tell everyone, but they're not that well. The application is is lacking. So now Steven Peterson's going to have to fight like Sean Woodson next and – We'll see what happens there because that ain't going to be fun for anybody. Uh, and if you watch Between the Links, you would have got tremendous insight from our our friend New York Rick who uh, sang the praises of one Julian Arosa and sort of predicted this is the kind of performance you were going to see out of one Juicy J tonight. And uh, he came through. It was a hard sell. And uh, New York Rick just wants to say all hail Juicy J for a fantastic performance. Uh, like other notable victories – God. I'd like to see him fight the winner. Who's Nate Landwehr fighting? Lerone Murphy? Yes. I think that's the fight because Steven Peterson wanted to fight Nate so bad. And now that Julian beat him, just kind of slot him into where Steve Peterson wanted to be. Also, I, that, that Julian Rose versus either of those guys it just sounds like a fun time in general. Wait, someone no, Nate Landwehr lost on Twitter Julian What am I talking about? Maybe if yeah, Lerone Murphy right. wins, that's the fight. If. Someone mentioned Julian Arosa versus Billy Q, and that yeah, fun is fantastic. That's super yeah. fun. Had that, had that uh, never been booked? Had that never been? That sounded so familiar. I saw someone mention that. Like I thought that had at least been booked. It never is never booked. No. Huh. Yeah. Definitely. So. You had, should I, the, probably who's that, who's, too much uh, on to the next one. Who's, who's Bruce Leroy fighting? Sadiq Youssef. That's a fun yep. fight too. GCJ moving up that ladder. Um, By the way, can I say? Can I say? Just Jay versus Giga Chikadze would be would be interesting coming off of that loss to Calvin Cater. I don't love the nickname Juicy J. Is it? Can I oh, can God, I say AK. that? It's not it's not raw dog levels, but it's like listen, you know where I come from. My people have a saying, uh, and that's uh, you don't trust a man named Juicy. Um, it maybe it loses something in the translation, but I, oh, I just, Juicy J is an Academy uh, Award winning hip hop artist. 
He has what? an Academy Award Who? as a member of Three Six Mafia for Hustle and Flow. That's right. Shout out to is my he, friends in Memphis. Academy Award he, winner, Juicy J. Is he named after? So is Arosa named what? after Juicy J? We should all be named after members of Three Six Mafia. Oh, That's what are the other ones name. named? What are the other ones named? The uh, Project Pad. There you go. Oh, that's that's okay. Yeah, that's not too bad. Don't call me. I, I, I'm just. I don't. I don't know anyone personally. Yeah, DJ in, Paul, in Gangsta Boo. Those are the two. Some of my. The only two other ones I remember. Sure. Those so, are so infamous, is it not? If I remember correctly. Is it not the year of Juicy J? Okay. Uh, it's not the year of Juicy J. It's not the year of the raw dog. But again, the year is very. <laughs> the year is very young. And God help me if one of these guys goes on a three wins three or four fights this year because. Uh, I'm never going to hear the end of it. So uh, right. Julian Rosa, hey, go. great performance, great fighter, but uh, I, I do not. I cannot call. DJ, I cannot call a grown man juicy. We got DJ Paul. <laughs> we got Juicy J. We got Crunchy Black. We got Gangsta uh-huh. Boo. We got Lord yeah, Infamous, Black. and one that I'm uh-huh. not going to say on air because it would. <laughs> yes. I, I'm the wrong skin color. Yes, that's what um, I call. Maybe it'll be the year of Brennan Allen after his uh, second no. round submission win over Sam Alvey. Um, maybe it'll be the year of Brian Battle after his one-eyed third round dig deep unanimous decision went over Trayshawn Gore. Maybe it's uh, the year of Sexy Maxi, John Castaneda, of Nick, finishing Miles Johns. What is Gore's nickname? Uh, Mister yeah, Vicious. Silly, is it Mister Vicious? It's something, but yeah, he it needs is Mister. Change his yeah. name to the God Butcher from the Marvel comics. Because that's Gore the God Why? Butcher, and that is just a fantastic okay. name. He's going to be played by Gore AK Lee. He's going to be played by Academy Award winner Christian Bale in the new Thor movie. So <laughs> this is the oh. the Academy Awards are coming up. You can clearly see where my head's at. Hung out with Joe B in Anaheim. I'm just constantly, you know, kind of plug these Oscars. <laughs> well done. There are a lot of finishes right. on this card. Malcolm Gordon with the this nasty a, arm injury. This was a Phil good Rowe. card up until like yeah. near the end. This was not. A, I'm seeing yeah. a lot of comments like, "Oh, this card was crap." I'm like, "What? Like yeah. this card was fine up until up until maybe the last two. It was fine. How was this a bad card? Why was this? Yeah. Why was this Phil Rowe good? Phil Rowe great performance. Jailton Almeida amazing. That guy is going to be really really tough to beat. Davis Stolyrenko was really uh, fun. That was, was a, a good fun fight. fight, yeah. Cheedy, Cheedy with 16-second knockout. Uh, Dawadu looked really good tonight. The Cassidy had a great performance. Looked and amazing. Jo- the Julian mm-hmm. Rosa-Steven Peterson fight was ridiculous. Yeah, I don't you like, play in that fight alone should tilt the scale. I'm not saying it's like the card of the year, but like this is a bad like this is a bad card. Like then what? Like, I don't like. I think we need we to Shafkat. We got freaking Shafkat with I'm the sure spinning feels, hook kick. Yeah, I don't know. It, it just it just wasn't. It, it was fine. It, it was it was a good card. I thought not every it wasn't a perfect card, but it was good. Like was I don't know. This, I don't, I'm not sure people were looking for. Was this the best UFC card of the year in terms of like the performances? It was the best card in February. Yes. Yeah, sure. uh, no, because <laughs> like, I don't uh, like. There were a lot of decisions on Cater Ka- Chikadze, and then there were a lot of fights that were fights, and they were like fun performances. But there was nothing like crazy in UFC two seventy two seventy. Hmm. This probably was the the best That's one so question. far. It was better than Bellator 273. <laughs> yeah, unless you were there in person. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, maybe this is the front runner right now. I mean, it didn't end yeah. tremendously. It, yeah. it was like if you were, like if you watched the Royal Rumble this past Saturday, yeah. you started with Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, and it was a great match. You're like, all right, this is going to be really good. Then it ended with that terrible Royal Rumble with that predictable mm-hmm. finish, and you left with a terrible taste in your mouth. And I feel, well, I don't feel it was, like it was that bad are, tonight, but obviously MMA fighters just better than professional wrestlers at professional wrestling. <laughs> and <laughs> Bobby let, Lashley, let, Ronda, and Brock Lesnar. So let me just go. put it this way. I think like nine out of the, I think like nine out of these 13 fights were worth watching. Like if, if someone asked yeah. me and they missed the card and they're like, what should I watch? Like, what should can I skip? I'd say, Oh, you could skip like, like four fights on it. Maybe nine out of 13 fights were worth watching. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good card. That's how it like, I don't, I don't, again, I just don't know what the definition of a bad, I, now I don't know what the definition of a bad card is anymore. I guess anything that wasn't like, it didn't end with a, a, a fight of the year main event is a bad card. Like, honestly, I have no idea. I, I really don't know what the, what, where that, you know, what, what, what it is. MMA fans in 2022 are just on a level right now. I mean, you, you, 
I don't know what it's going to make you happy. I mean, Spoiled. look at the stretch Spoiled. they had from like UFC 267 oh, to know. UFC 259. So like so just every paper. Like if you look at our like events of the year, fight of the years, they all take place in the span of like three months. Yep. Yeah. No, they had a hell of a run to end. Next week's card should be fun. 100%. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. You know, let's go to let's go to the peeps. Let's see what the peeps are thinking right now. Go to them for for a few minutes. All right. See what they gets to say. Well, this is now a three Saturday podcast. Yes. <laughs> Read the uh, name. Shot Al Shadi said, "Make sure we read this out loud for our podcast uh-huh. listeners." So, uh-huh. and I'm not joking for those listening right now. Doo uh, doo poop <laughs> said, "Izzy will kick Strickland's head off his shoulders. He's not ready. He needs another fight with a killer first. Listen, nobody thinks Strickland's fighting for the title next. All right, we all we're all aware of that. Uh, but there's some interesting options. Like we said, throw him in there with Vittori. Paul Costa just seems like so much chaos." Like everything about that, just the whole fight week and Costa being like, will he make weight? Will he even try to make weight? Will he just try to make this a 205 pound fight just like he did with the Vittori fight? Like all sorts of fun chaos that Sean Strickland would just find himself involved in just seems like a lot of fun. So, I mean, no, there's no need to throw him into a title fight, but yeah, there's some, there's some good matchups for him. I don't think Izzy kicks his head off. I think Eric Nixick has Sean Strickland down to a science. Because if you watch that fight, pretty much every everything Jack Hermanson threw, Sean Strickland didn't got out of the way, but didn't exude like a ton of energy. Like he if he no. got out of the way like inches. So and then was right back in it. And then in the in in between rounds, like Nixick was breaking him down. Like I think Eric Nixick is just an outstanding coach. Uh, cause he like, cause I think like I spoke with Greg Jackson once and it's like when he sees certain fighters, if he just sees their silhouette, he can tell you exactly where they fight. Like AKA guys have a similar fighting style. Like ATT guys have a similar style, Mark Henry and this and that. I think Eric Nixick is just like the opposite of that. I think he just is, it's fighter to fighter. He just builds around that fighter's strength specifically. And I think him and Sean Strickland, uh, him and Francis Gano, him and all of his fighters is just such an astounding, uh, like cohesive unit. I think, I don't think Izzy, I think I would very clearly pick Izzy to win that fight, but I don't think he decapitates him. I think they would have a pretty solid game plan to avoid that. Yep. I'd like to see Nixick. I mean, that'd be an interesting fight someday. Nick, no Nick, Nixick it. versus Eugene Behrman, like that is such a good fight right there. Uh, Eric Nixick, by the way, responded mm-hmm. to the split decision. Uh, said, quote on Twitter, not even one media member scored it for Jack Hermanson. I know mm-hmm. we won, but if this guy is still judging, he will continue to make egregious decisions and ultimately cost fighters their careers and livelihood. So yeah. that's I, Eric Nixick for you. And I you can't, yeah. And I'm Eric just seeing Nixick what the media scores like, are. Is, and Eric Nixick is too level-headed for MMA. I've been saying that forever. And so <laughs> yeah. anything that gets him riled up is like, you know, something's wrong. And, be- and before we get to the next question, I will say, I still think Strickland uh, could have a competitive fight with, with, with Adesanya. He Absolutely. really, he really just did w- enough to win today. And it, w- I get it. It was not exciting, but he, I think they respected how dangerous Hermanson was and they fought the kind of fight that would not allow Hermanson to show off his best skills. That's what they did. And it led to, again, pretty uneventful, uh, pretty monotonous fight. 
but it's it's winning. Winning isn't always exciting. We have countless champions throughout UFC history who we've seen sometimes have bad fights when they win. I'm not saying Strickland's a UFC champion, but I'm saying you put him in there with Adesanya, you see, you'll see a different fighter than the one you saw tonight. I, of course, I'd pick yeah. Adesanya to beat him nine times out of ten, but it was not like, oh, he's going to knock him out in 30 seconds. Like, no, it's stylistically, it's a, it's a good matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marvin Vittori, Marvin Vittori kind of wrote the blueprint on how to beat Jack Manson with volume. And they, they pretty much use a lot of those same strategies. Do I think Adesanya's losing sleep over this fight? Probably not. But he's also got a big fight against the number two guy in the world coming up in a week's time right now. Like he's getting ready to probably walk into the Toyota Center at this very moment one week from right now. So he's got a lot on his mind. I don't think this fight cost him any sleep if we're being honest, because it's probably not going to happen for another year or so. I hope we're not. Well, that would be a pretty wild main card if they're about to fight at 9 o'clock. So, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Right. All right, what's next for for Sam Alvey, AK? I I don't know. Listen, I probably don't know enough about Sam Alvey's personal life, certainly not about his finances, but you have to be thinking retirement at this point. Uh, He'll be 36 in May. He's on quite a, a – he's on a winless streak. He tied BJ Penn tonight for the longest winless streak in uh, in UFC history. Um, se- zero, seven, and one, which I think is the same as BJ. BJ had the draw against uh, John Fitch, which I don't know if it was the beginning of his winless streak. It was early. It was out of the first. Sure. I believe BJ beat Matt Hughes and then fought – John Fitch to a draw. So so it was the draw. And then so I, and then just seven, and then, I could I, be wrong. You might be right. And then like seven straight losses, something like that. So Alvy's a little different. So it's three straight losses, there's a draw, and then four straight losses before that. Either way, bad. I think I don't think we need to delve too much into the data here. It's bad. It's bad. He's lost to good fighters. He's lost to mid-range fighters. He's lost to short notice replacements like he did tonight. Um we Brendan Allen, a huge favorite. It wasn't shocking. Um, obviously viewed as a much more talented fighter on on the come up right now while Alvy's on his way down. Um, I called second round submission, by the way, on the money. So uh, it, it, it was it was a little touch it was a little touch and go there in round one. I think people were like, oh wow, Alvy looks better than we expected. But again, when you call in a guy on four days notice, I think it took Brendan Allen a little bit of time to get going. Once he did, he asserted himself and, and, and he won the fight. So, um, but I, I just don't know if if I know I know if you're Sam Alvy, you're looking, you're like, oh, I went to a decision with this guy, I went to a decision with this guy. It's not like my chin is shot, but you're only going to take more damage here on out. I have to think the UFC is finally going to part ways with him. I know we said the same thing after the that ugly, ugly, ugly loss, <laughs> decision loss to Wellington Terman. Um, for some reason, they gave him another shot. I, I think this is it, though. I think it's time to let go. And if you're him and you can afford it and you have other things to move on to in life, maybe maybe you consider retirement. Yeah, I don't know if the UFC brings him back, but it wouldn't shock me if they did. Happy trails, perhaps. Smiling Sam, and we know you'll be smiling all the way. <laughs> you don't trust yeah. a man named again. Juicy. Again, it, it loses something in the translation, but that is a ancient, ancient Chinese proverb. But you don't trust a man named Juicy. <laughs> Silly. <laughs> uh, banana leaf. Did Soriano get injured? Yes, that's an interesting question. Uh, I'm. Sh- I'll, I'll have to check in. Maybe I'll ask Eric Nixick. Seems like he was shrieking in pain in the middle of the fight. Yeah. I mean, it's probably like a pulled muscle or something. Like, I'm sure something tweaked. I mean, he basically was carrying Nick Maximoff on his back for 15 minutes. So I'm sure that's just annoying in, in, on many fronts. <laughs> so don't know what the injury was, but it seemed like something was bugging him. Uh, Joe Sabosa, thoughts on Brendan Allen today? Literally came off the couch on three days notice, flew into Vegas, went straight to his scrum, and did that to Sam Alvey. He did what he had to do as uh, the biggest favorite on the card. So good on him. And uh, we'll see what's next. He wanted to come back, said he had a bad taste in his mouth, said something happened with his last fight, some personal stuff. So clear-headed, good on him. Yep. Did what he had to do. Leathery Foot, Jailton Almeida definitely deserves a shout-out. He looks like a promising light heavyweight prospect. AK, are you a believer? Wow, that dude was scary. I mean, he looked scary. Mike, I, I messaged you saying uh, his physique looks impressive. That's not how I put it, but there was uh, his physique, incredibly impressive. Uh, if uh, if anyone wants more information, go uh, read uh, Guillermo Cruz's uh, article. He interviewed Jailton last February. I'm sure he'll speak to Jailton again soon and get some more info. But you can sort of uh, read about it. Jailton Almeida comparing his style to Khabib Nurmagomedov, saying I, I use him as reference. So that's a scary thought when you see the guy that big, uh, that aggressive. You saw you saw the wrestling today. You saw the 
that he was this is a guy who was not just holding on to position. I mean, once he got into um, he advanced to mount and was just pounding away. He was either going to choke Dinanol Marquez or he was going to punch him out. Eventually, the TKO happened. Uh, Marquez was a little salty about it, but I I think uh, I think it was referee Mike Beltran who did a good job and was like, no, you're you're not getting in that position. Why why should I let you take twenty more hammer fists? So yeah, he's definitely a promising uh, light heavyweight prospect. I think that's accurate. Uh, light heavyweight, not the deepest division. You could see him uh, in in the top ten by the end of this year. Yeah, he's legit, man. Uh, Lambobo Sky. <sighs> what about the first bout that Ukraine dislocated his shoulder? Yeah, that was nasty. I think that's I am yeah, I am Bobo Sky or I am Baboski. What did I say? Lamb. 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 It, looks like, it looks like an L. It could be an it L. It looks like a lowercase L. Lambo Boss. Was it his shoulder or his elbow? Let's go. Oh. Elbow. Was it I think. El- wasn't it like his elbow that like popped out? It, there was pictures on uh, Getty, uh, so right like right onto it where yeah, it looked it's just big bulbous like. It was horrible. It was horrible. Um, he was really and he's uh, Denis, we were talking about him before the show, Mike uh, Denis Bondar really hyped up. Uh, Fourteen straight wins. A guy who looks like I think he is going to be a factor at flyweight. So and he, uh, his debut was delayed multiple times. So very unfortunate. He finally gets in the octagon and suffers kind of a freak injury. A congrats to Malcolm Gordon for the win. But I think even he afterwards was like, holy crap, like that wasn't the plan. I think he did know the the move that he attempted had some risk of injury, but no one plans to snap another dude's arm like that. And um, uh, I, I hopefully Bondar's not out too long and it is not a, uh, it's not a tear. It is like maybe a clean break or something. And um, otherwise uh, I don't know, it could be another long delay, but uh, Bondar is a prospect. Just is just his debut could not have gone worse for him. hundred percent. Alex lost the ESPN plus stop censoring today or someone asleep at the wheel. I mean, I, 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 the, the exclusive ESPN Plus cards, they usually don't censor that much because it's not on television. It's on a like uh, basically a premium service that you pay for. Um, but I know some of those cards get shown on maybe TSN, like regular TSN. I don't know if that was the case up in your neck of the woods, AK. Was it on oh, we TSN hard- or was it on like? Yeah, yeah, it was on TSN, and we had hardcore censoring. Like they they did the thing where as soon as there was a bad word, they just censored the next like twenty seconds just in case. So uh, so mo- a lot of the post fight <laughs> promo, I'm, I'm not kidding. A lot of the post fight promos, I caught like some words here and there. I got the general gist of it, but I, tons of bleeping up here. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty good here. Nothing. Nothing really got, and l- luckily there's nothing too crazy. Anyways, <laughs> Brian Battle was all sorts of fired up. Uh, Tom S, do you know the story behind Strickland's walkout song? Odd choice, no idea what story is. What do you walk out surprising to? either? What's it called? What's that song called? Something um, marching one by one, hurrah! Yeah, hurrah. yeah. Damon, Damon has the name. Um, did What's you, uh, Jose? Did you hear it? No, I had it muted. Yeah, it's that and it's called oh, I can't remember. oh uh when Johnny comes marching home. Thanks, shout out to Damon Martin for uh, always singing out to the ants come marching. I, I I think I don't I don't <laughs> think it's that there. song. I think that's what I don't think it's that song. <laughs> I think it is though. I'm gonna tell myself I'm gonna tell myself that that's what he walked out to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you know I, the that song. Was the first but you, thing you, I thought about too. <laughs> So uh, what do you think of that, Jose, as a walkout song? It's a weird walkout song for a weird guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think Brian Battle had the best walkout song of the night. What did he walk out to? Triple H's The oh, Game. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Motorhead. That was, that was, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, thoughtful DJ. Strickland's psycho shtick is kind of amusing, but that flies out the window when you're that careful in a fight. Listen, her it's man's definitely- a guy. It's definitely interesting where if you just show all of that dude's interviews and then you watch his like who's the that was a Grabaka hitman that tweeted like oh the funniest how many rounds would it take to Sean, for Sean Strickland actually kill a guy thirty <laughs> or thirty five which is hilarious because I do agree because I was watching this fight I'm like Sean Strickland is clearly a psycho but he doesn't fight like a psycho he fights like an intelligent high like some people are just really good at one thing. And Sean Strickland is really good at not getting punched and throwing mm-hmm. in one jab. So yep. props to him. He's a wacka, wacky individual and says a lot of stupid things, and he's clearly a psychotic individual, but he's a supremely talented fighter. 
Maybe that's a mind game on top of sure. everything. I don't think Sean Strickland's deep diving into mind games. I think he's a whack. He, I just think he's a lunatic. I think that's 100% him. But maybe Eric Nixick is just like that guy. He's like his Paul Bearer with the urn, where he just like kind of calms him down and puts him in the right spot. <laughs> that's, cool. uh, that's true. <laughs> it felt like it was a make-or-break fight for Hermanson. Given the split decision loss, he probably deserves another top opponent. What do you guys think about him fighting at welterweight if he loses again? <laughs> Can Hermanson cut to welterweight? He's a pretty big dude. He looked huge. He's tall. Today. He looks huge. Tall. Yeah, um, yeah he, I, I wish that fight was in California. I'd love to know what he weighed tonight. Yeah. yeah. No, he looked he's huge. Probably he looked, like, he's probably in the twos. He, he'd have to really slim down. He'd have to lose some muscle. And, I, you, know, you know, if you're a fighter, I that's mean, not really ideal. That, or he could just stick in middleweight, keep making money, and, you know, fight. he's clearly a top 15 middleweight. Mm-hmm. Like he's always in it. Like remember he lost a couple fights, uh, and then he came back and or he lost to Cannoneer, and then he came back and like tapped Gaslam like ASAP. Like he's, I don't have a problem like sticking one eighty five and just keep winning. Yeah, he's a very serviceable guy. Yeah. Very Nate's serviceable. Last guy. changes aren't always the answer. Most surprising victory of the night. Hmm, that's a good question. Castaneda. Yeah, I mean yeah. he's good. It's, yeah, I, it's yeah not, maybe it wasn't, it wasn't like a massive upset, but I do think uh, I I picked Johns. I'm not sure. I, I, I yeah. don't know if you guys picked Miles Johns at one point. At one point was like an undefeated like prospect that everyone was super high on. I was at his mm-hmm. fight in Houston. It was like one of the last two pay per views before the pandemic, and he was a really good interview. And then he lost in his hometown, and then mm. popped back and won a couple more. So. Uh, I thought I was real high on Miles John after that, and Castaneda is just also very, very good. I think I don't know if that was more people underestimating Castaneda or people were just really high on Miles John, or just a combination of both. And, and we should say he looked amazing go ahead, during yeah. the entire fight. He looked like amazing during the entire fight. Like it was a complete yeah. performance. It wasn't. It wasn't like oh he came back or like back and forth and then got to finish. It was like no, he looked. I think he won the first two rounds and then finished in the third. So uh, really good, really good by Castaneda. I like Miles Jones a lot. I think he's very skilled. I think what always made him so so terrifying at 135 was that he was always a wrestler first that had big knockout power, but now he's sort of becoming the guy who has big knockout power that might wrestle once in a while. Like he, he's kind of got to go back to his bread and butter, I think. Like if he was mixing in those takedowns and trying to grind out Castaneda, that might have been a different fight, but I think sometimes when you when you get a couple of like if, if you get two straight spectacular knockouts like he's had sometimes you just fall in love with your striking and you feel like okay i'm just gonna lure you in and i'm just gonna land that one big shot and i feel like Treshawn gore there's a very similar it was almost like the identical game plan Treshawn gore landed a couple of takedowns late in that fight with brian battle but at the same time like battle was landing with a lot more volume, he was coming in, he was mixing things up, and Gore was just trying to land that one big shot, and I feel like John's kind of f- fell into that same trap, and he's kind of fought that way his last few fights, and it's been successful, the two previous bouts, but Castaneda is good, man. Mm-hmm. He's good, and he's starting to find himself, and that's a guy who thought he was, and I've talked to him about this, four or five years ago, one of the top prospects in the sport, and he just kind of got full of himself. He got very cocky, Thought he was just, I mean, I'm going to the UFC. I'm the man. And then lost a couple of fights. And then he had to humble himself up a little bit. Went back to Minnesota and just got into these killer training camps with Brock Larson and some of those other folks. Now he's got Rose and Pat Barry coming in to train with him. So he's getting humbled up. His head's in the right place. He's a, he's going to be a good guy at 135. He's going to be an interesting interesting feller. No doubt about it. I like sexy uh- maxi. Mike, someone is asking for your best Paul Bear impression. David Sandine, can you do one? <laughs> oh, yes. That's all I got. Uh, oh, oh, I can. I'll, I'll, I can do. Uh, I'll, I'll do one for. Uh, I'll do one. Eric's as Eric, uh, Nick, Eric Nick sick for uh, for Sean Strickland. Oh, Sean Strickland, we're coming for the middleweight title. Oh, tonight we bury Jack Hermanson. We're two fights away, and soon Israel Adesanya, you will rest in peace. Oh. You know what's funny is you sound like you you sound like AK trying to do a Paul Bearer impression. That's good. That is good. Okay, good. That's what I was going for. 
<laughs> that was a good impression. I just next I time prop, I would dude. like I had the prop. I would like for you to bring more. There not enough eyebrows. Oh like yeah, your right, eyebrows right, no. were very under yeah were very underutilized, and you you you're not you're, the facial expression was there. So on a scale of one to ten, I give that like a solid seven. Good note. That's a good note. That's pretty Thank good. You, good note. That was pretty good. And with that said, you hear the music in the background because even Casey's had enough after that impression. <laughs> so UFC Vegas forty seven in the books. AK and I back tomorrow uh, with podcast audio only version of Onsen next one. Uh, we'll to get your match ma- matchmaking suggestions in. And uh, that's that. And then, of course, UFC 271 going down next week. Jose, I believe, will be in Houston, Texas. And we'll have all your coverage for that event. Lots of fun stuff. So thanks for checking us out. For Jose, for AK, I am Mike Heck. Big thank you to Casey on the ones and twos. Good night, everybody. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.